Hello and welcome to Elite Rugby Bands. It's the podcast about rugby. Uh, I'm Adam and uh, I'm hosting. This week we're back in the hosting chair. Uh, Alex, he isn't here this week uh, with a hearty congratulations from all of us here. Alex is now a dad with a big Dan Tar coming into the world. So congratulations, Alex. Well, I'm sure we'll see him shortly and I hope fatherhood helps uh, helps make his draft planning harder. Uh, today I'm joined by Phil. Phil, um, how's your draft planning going? Morning, Adam. It's a uh, pretty good thing. It's a bit slow. I'm still waiting for the season, the preseason, to really get going, and then I'll make a clear indication of how that will give a clear indication of how things are going. But otherwise, I'm good. Thanks. How are you? Uh, I'm very good, thank you. Just been doing some admin and chores this morning, but I cannot complain. I ate some steak last night, so uh, yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. yeah, it's good times. Uh, ben, he isn't here um, this week either. He's also taking a break. I think he's got family commitments. But uh, thankfully, Ant also kindly accepted our invitation to join us this week. Ant, how are you? I'm very good. It's another lovely, stunning day in Cape Town, so you can't <laughs> complain. Oh, yeah, she's the paradise, eh? The Cape Town weather report. <laughs> just another day, lovely day Struggling. in Cape Town. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, still recovering from his Friday night bender, it's Matt. How are you, Matt? I'm good, thanks. I'm not suffering from fatherhood. No, no, I didn't. No, literally, I just we, me and a mate, we just sat at a table and drank beers, so just chewed the fat, and then we we're like, okay, we should maybe leave, and it was half past four. Your <laughs> classic match. Sounds like a good. <laughs> you just like you, when you look at your watch, you're like, oh shit, it's sunrise in like half an hour. Yeah. Yes, it's so huge. Sunrise is at 5 a.m. in winter? Yeah, no, sunrise, actually, no, sunrise is like quarter to eight now. So it was okay. still like three hours away. But uh, still, like a, a real, a real <laughs> sunrise. That's a bit of shock. Uh, all right, so uh, as usual, we've got some news, and then we'll be doing our Super Rugby previews today. We're doing the Crusaders, the Bulls, uh, the Jaguars, the Sharks, and Highlanders. So. So, just quickly looking at some preseason fixtures, kind of have finally begun. Uh, the Stormers, they did a, I'll say, four chucker warm up, um, kind of, where they played C- uh, uh, CPUT, they played a Western Province 15, UCT, and Marty's. So, the scores are 10 5, 10 15, 5 0, and 10 5. And there are some other results. I won't go through all of those. The Bulls, they beat Pucker, uh, UP Tux, excuse me, not Pucker, 96-5, excuse me. Um, I'm just trying to see the, I think the first other game, they beat them 40-0, because they had two halves. I think they had two halves of two separate teams. And the Sharks, uh, they placed Pucker. The Sharks, they, I'm just seeing here. Pucker. Pucker, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, they, they lost to Puka 31-26, and then they beat Don't Russia. Don't you live in Pretoria, Adam? No. Puka, Puka is in Potterstrom. Yeah, you see, so funny, wouldn't know how to pronounce it. Because in oh, Pretoria, and then Tux, okay. that's in Pretoria. And then you'd be surprised how big Jamie Oliver is in Pretoria. That's where the Puka actually came from. <laughs> oh, jeez. Okay. And then the Sharks beat Russia's national team 64 14. So all, all those fixtures. I know also they've been remorselessly promoting Superhero Sunday, which is next week at FNB Stadium uh, here in Joburg, which I think will be that will be probably a better indication of what the teams will shape up like 
though the South African teams in their classic style have not named their squads yet. The Super Rugby, I think the Lions, if you go on their website, you can see that, see pretty much what their squad looks like there. Uh, and other news, uh, Scott Britz, he's just said that um, I, when he left South Africa in 2009, Newlands had great crowds when he came back, wasn't so good, and in a nutshell, he sees our future in Europe, carrying on that whole story. It's is do, will we be in Europe within the next five next five or ten years? Anyone? I hope not. <laughs> I mean, I mean, we are there. Yeah, I mean, uh, more so. Cheetahs and kings are the cheetahs and kings are there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. okay, uh, here I hear you. More so. <laughs> I think, I'm like, just saying. theoretically, it makes a lot of sense, but it's still pretty tough to like make it work in terms of like practicality and getting divisions and like in the leagues and all of that. So, I don't think it will be anything super quick, but maybe in the very long term, it will happen. Yeah, but the I thing mean, is, that England... I don't know if a move to Europe is suddenly magically going to fix our teams, you know? I mean, why De- would definitely not, supporters yeah. suddenly people try to see a Leinster or a Saracens and watching a Crusaders? Um, no. You know, it's, it's a systematic issue with our rugby rather than it's a, the competition we're in will magically fix our attendance problems and things like that. So I don't think just going to Europe will be a silver bullet to make all our problems go away. Yeah, agreed for sure. And uh, it just gives the the unions another excuse not to actually do something themselves and just complain. Like they need to actually get off their asses and make a better approach to uh, getting the fans engaged before the season starts. Like the season starts in two or three weeks and we've seen like nothing. It's pretty terrible from like the Stormers, Lions, anyone. Yeah, I mean even the Sharks have been relatively quiet, and that's you know, as one of the teams with the better. The R machines, it's yeah, disappointing. Yeah. Well, it's uh, just we're, we're very used to disappointment <laughs> when it comes to uh, Super Rugby anyway, so I guess the, the status quo won't change any time soon. Speaking of disappointment, the Bulls, they're, they're intending <laughs> to hire uh, Tongan Center Nafi Tuatuavaki, but he is having visa issues, apparently. He want, the Bulls wanted him to play in their warm-up against UP Tucks on Saturday. But the delay means he couldn't board the the plane, but he signed a two-year deal with the Pretoria franchise. Um, Bill CEO Alphonse Mayer, he said that he re- that the, the Tongan Centre remains stranded in New Zealand, and they're in contact with his agent. But uh, So he should be coming around. He has played 14 tests for Tonga and was in their World Cup squad. Why do you think the Bulls have gone for him? I know they've got probably Johnny Kotzerberg, Dolls, the Sloan Centres. We'll get into that when we get into the previews. But interesting signing. I'd imagine I would have thought they would have had a youngster running around that would have they would have locked on the bench. I assume youngsters are probably playing in France and getting a lot more money. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Be recruited from. Yeah, Wait, are we talking about Tongan youngsters or, or? No, 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 bulls. Oh, bulls, bulls youngsters. Sorry. Bulls youngsters. No, no, you know, the one thing. I mean, the one thing the bulls fun. have in in vast quantities: bulls youngsters. Yeah, it stings so much from from a team like the Bulls where you, they've most probably got like five or six guys who could most probably, with a bit of coaching, be just as good yeah. a fix. Mm-hmm. The, thing with the, Bulls, the Bulls always do have a lot of youngsters, but it does seem they, like they're quite hesitant to put them in. So they prefer to you know just keep them in their whatever it's called, the other tournament that happens at the same time, and then have maybe Urdendal and the other guys because they've lost what Jesse Krill so yeah. maybe they just see him as a like for like replacement mm. well the Bulls I mean, are like, like, getting 
national exposure is never a bad thing, but is Snuffy Tutabaki the guy, like, is he the right person to deliver that? I don't know. But Yeah, it's not like he's a, you know, a headline name. He's just a, a, ton- yeah, a exactly. part-time Tongan international. They're a bit like the, the Chelsea um, of South Africa rugby. They just got stacks of people within the system, but they sit like uh, but they don't necessarily start. So I know Chelsea sent all their players out alone, but the Bills are the, they have notoriously previously had a reputation for buying up youngsters and getting them on contract and then just keeping within the system. That's why the Lions did so well. They, their their star team was built on Bills rejects, which tells you all you want to know. Uh, about that. Uh, speaking of rejection, yes, I'm on the Segway money today. Paul Zaxi <laughs> has rejected Stormers at Western Province, the, the current Western Province rugby CEO. Uh, apparently, this is from Netvac24. All I could get was just the first paragraph because we don't have um, a paid subscription. Apparently, he's leaving Western Province. He's accepted a service package uh, for ill health and for his well-being. Uh, I know there's been a lot of uh, ructions happening there, particularly with Newlands being sold. This will be the last, last season that rugby has played at Newlands until it is uh, finally demolished and rugby moved to Cape Town Stadium. So, um, yeah, Paul Sachs is out. So the political intrigue will continue uh, at Western Province. And then lastly, more importantly, this is something we're a little bit worried about. Joseph Dweber, Netvac24, that they've reported that he could be in the same part as Stephen Kitsoff, uh, playing, playing Test Rugby one day. I, I couldn't get any more access to that, but in Media uh, Olympique, the French publication, um, probably one of the better ones when it comes to rugby, they say that Union Bordeaux, I can't pronounce the second part, but the Bordeaux Rugby Club in France, they're having a long look uh, at him. And with apparently, they, they uh, Laurent Marty, I don't know who he is, it was announced on Monday that uh, he said that we found this player, but I can't give his name, but it is not signed. Oh, he's the president. And secondly, there's a confidential clause at least until February. We'll try to respect it if there are no leaks. So apparently, Joseph Dweber might have signed for Bordeaux, which is mm-hmm. most upsetting, isn't it? Yes. It is, it is. Mm-hmm. We, we've all spoken quite a lot, you guys, on this podcast about what a prospect he is. So see him go overseas when there's also so many holes in the local franchises. It's particularly disappointing, I think. It also ties into like what we were just discussing about going into Europe, is which is what's been shown with the cheaters and the kings, especially the cheaters. Europe sees our players and then they're like, "Oh shit, let's buy these guys." Yeah, exactly. Like, I, Europe has fuck all creativity, so the, the fact that we offer them our players and show them our players, like, look. <laughs> yeah, I saw someone on Twitter like a free state sort of fan or insider reported that he'd probably be making eight or nine times as much as he's currently making at the Cheetahs. So money-wise, you can't really blame him. Uh, or, yeah, no, shit. Like, none of this goes on the play. I still don't blame players. My main and major worry yeah. is that he turns out for France. A piece of me hopes that doesn't happen. <laughs> because I think also since the success of the box at the World Cup built 50-50 in local and, and, and uh, overseas-based players, maybe suggest that he'll be playing for the box, hopefully. Uh, instead of qualifying yeah. in France. Also, it'll take five years now um, yeah. to qualify. So I, I don't think we'll lose him to the box, but local rugby, we're going to suffer, unfortunately. But as you said, if you, if you could 10x your salary, um, it's a no-brainer. So it's completely understandable. It's just a pity. Uh, that's all. So I know Ben's probably weeping yeah. somewhere. 
<laughs> I hope I hope it's it sort of works out like Kitchoff when he went where he'll come back after the two years and play for one of the franchises and then come into the box and be as good as Kitchoff's been because yeah. he was obviously a key component in the World Cup winning team. So let's hope for the same. Mm. Indeed. Um, just a couple of other quick ones. Uh, Glenn Jackson, he the New Zealand referee and forward player. He's retired from refereeing. I know it was a bit of a shock, as noted in the story and stuff, that he missed selection for the Rugby World Cup. Um, you know, I want to go through the story. Overall, I like Glenn Jackson as a referee. He he, was, he had a very good understanding of the game and just ensured that the game kept going. It wasn't too he didn't pe- over penalise players in the sense that he didn't blow his whistle too much. He tried to let the game flow, which is maybe an effect of being a former player. Um, so this is hope more former players can keep getting involved in the game. He says he loved refereeing. He actually enjoyed refereeing more than playing, which is quite interesting. So and I have massive respect for referees. So best of luck to Glenn Jackson. Um, and then lastly, uh, Michael Fatialofa, uh, aka um, Fatty Loaf, he had, has had a pretty hard time of it late. He had a very successful surgery on his neck after being injured in the English Premiership. Uh, his Worcester Club released a statement saying that the lock was still in the ICU at St Mary's Hospital in London, but was in a stable condition. And I'm just trying to find how he got itching. Yeah, he suffered an injury late and then lost the Saracens cool. last weekend, but apparently he's come through it. Um, well, which is great. Uh, rugby is a game of contact uh, and not for ballerinas, as uh, a former South African coach once said. So it can be quite dangerous. And it's just very good that um, the operation went well. And hopefully he's back on the road of the recovery and hopefully that he plays again. But uh, we shall. Yeah, so. Yeah, because they train. Yeah, essentially they just had to drain, re- reduce swelling, so drain fluid from his spinal column. Because yeah, he was experiencing. Yeah, it's scary because he was experiencing. Like loss of feeling in like his extremities. Yeah, that's probably. The I think, worst bro, thankfully, like nothing broken though. Thankfully, like no broken bones or whatever in his neck and that so forth. So it was just swelling. It was just excess fluid pushing in the wrong place. Uh, so good luck, good luck to Michael Fatsiolof. I know. I think on stuff is stories about how the hurricanes in Wellington are sending their support to him as well to swiftly wish for his recovery. So that's going to wrap it up for the news. So now we can guess we can get straight into the uh, previews. And uh, who, who wants to go first? Anyone? Ant, are you ready to tell us why the sharks are great? I can go. Yeah. Um, tell us. <laughs> okay, chuck tell me, us. chuck me. In. Yeah. Fine? Very reluctantly, Ant. Yeah, you can tell us about. Adam, why don't, why don't you go? Adam, seeing as you're doing yeah. two teams, why don't you go for you okay. bookend us? Okay. Do you want me to do you the Bulls? I was gonna. Okay. That's fair enough. <laughs> do you want me to do the Crusaders and the Bulls first? You can do your beloved Bulls. Oh. Yeah. Do your favorite team first. Not my favorite team. Get it. Okay. <laughs> okay. So you're doing the Crusaders? No, I do. I'm, I'm just gonna do the Bulls. Okay. You guys, honestly, I'm so sick of this. <laughs> like, um, you don't even have to do any research, I'm sure, for them. No, just so close I, to your heart. I did, I did a lot of research. I've got a piece of paper here with all the, all the details, so I'm very prepared for once. Um, so, yeah, the Bulls, I guess we'll, we'll, we'll go through their lineup. Uh, starting with the forwards, and that's where you're going to see the most change, because they lost, just to put it briefly, Skalk, Bretzler, Diago, Arches, Nademan, Jason Jenkins, Eli Snayman, Paul Schoolman, Hunter Liedenberg. Uh, Dwayne Vermeulen, uh, Rolf Schmidt, Andre Pollard, and Jesse Creel. Those are all the outs. So they've lost the entire pack. But I think one of their strengths, as you'll hear, they've got Lisa Koba. Uh, he'll be the starting loose head. At Hooker, um, it'll be interesting to know whether they go with Johan Krobelar 
who's uh, a young up-and-coming hooker, or the more established Yaku Fasaki. Knowing the Bulls, um, the preference probably for experience. They'll probably start with Fasaki, but maybe Krobala will get some more game time this year. Uh, Trevor Nyakani, uh, he'll be back after his injury at the World Cup, so that's one good thing for the Bulls. Their front row is relatively stable. Uh, also, at lock, there's a lot of change. They brought back Andres Ferreira, who tried going to the Hurricanes and then <laughs> came back without playing a game. <laughs> He's likely to the stuff up. He's likely to be back starting four. Um, and then uh, at five, they've brought back probably one of their big signings, Jandre Kruger, the former Springbok, to add that experience. I think then benching behind both of them will be Young Gunru and Nyorki, who got some time in the Curry Cup. At six, uh, Mark Van Staden, he's still around at blindside. Uh, so there's a bit of stability there. At seven, it's most likely going to be Ruan Stienkamp, uh, and then maybe Vian Fosler at open side. He'll be benching behind him. And then at eight, you've got Josh Strauss, also back from Scotland, former Lions player, uh, heading, up, heading up the N1 to Loftus. And then Tim Agarbo will probably provide bench cover for him. Um, <laughs> at nine, it's a bit of a mess, because they've got Andre Warner, Ivan Van Sale, and Ambrose Papier. Ivan Van Sale, uh, since, since he's the Bok incumbent guy, will probably have an inside running, but it'll be, hopefully Ambrose <laughs> Papier will get some more game time. But it's a class, as we said earlier, Bulls stockpiling too much talent for one position. At 10, Sorry, Adam. Uh, Andre Warner is going to the Lions. Oh, is he going to the Lions? What? what? Who am I thinking yeah. about? Is he going to the Lions? If you're, a Lions? if you're a Lions fan, you would know these things. You'd know. Or if... Oh. Phil, Phil, if you had listened to last week's episode. <laughs> I did listen right. to last week's episode. <laughs> I actually did listen to it. I listened to the point where I hopped on. Uh, wait. Is it, who's the Were th- you on? Who's the third? third uh... Sorry, I didn't mean to put you off so much. No! Um, <laughs> I was just trying to think. Who's the third? Theo Murray. Underwater is out. Oh, I missed that. You are correct. Oh, no, well, then, then it's very much you're right. Sorry, I got confused. Spot on. Thanks, <laughs> Phil. I appreciate the correction. So it'll be between Papier and Panzel. Uh, for the start anytime, anytime. No, thanks. Uh, <laughs> good move for water, though, uh, as, as uh, Ben noted. So, yeah, Fancel will probably start at 9. At 10, Monestain, he's come back from France. Uh, he's targeting the number 10 shirt. I'm kind of hoping Manny Libok will be their starting 10. He showed quite a bit of potential last year, so hopefully he can get a good run of games. And it is pretty good to have an experienced head like Stain coming back. Hopefully he could do a red Pinar. Who were back to the cheaters and has helped uh, help the guys around him and also showing his class. Inside centre and also probably to be the captain again, Bergen Erdendahl uh, at 12. At 13, you'll probably see Johnny Kotzer, um, Dylan Sage. There's a two X behind him along with uh, our friend the Tongan centre, whose name escapes me. He'll probably be pr- pr- providing bench cover. Left wing will probably be uh, Roscoe Speckman. Uh, Jade Stierkling might be benching for him. 14, who someone probably one of the, had one of the better seasons of all the South African players last year, Cornell Hendricks. He's hoping probably to kick on from 14. He had a pretty good season, yeah. Yeah, he did. Yeah, right. I, I heard, I've heard this from sources. Indeed. So it'll be interesting to know how he kicks on again. And then at 15, um, a player who has somewhat disappointed me, Warwick Halant, who, yeah, I, I just thought he had a bit more of an attacking flair. You mean Springbok, Warwick Halant. You are correct, sorry. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I felt he hasn't really improved as much as we'd all hoped. Um, so, yeah, the Bulls, I think the, the key forwards, uh, I'm just going to cheat a bit and say two. is down to both uh, Chevin Yakani, Lisa Kaboka, just up front. 
was that probably two of the most experienced forwards. Um, Cats can be made for Jando Kruger too. And then their back, I'd probably argue, is Berger Odendahl, who will just be keeping the back line together uh, as well. The back line's relatively settled, but up front with most challenges. So I think there's going to be a lot of youngsters that will be benching behind these guys, and it's going to be quite tough. In terms of their conference finish, ooh, God, the South African hmm. conference is such a shit show. Um, I'm probably... I think Jags first, Storm is second, and between the other three, it's yeah. Got your heart on your sleeve, Adam. I'm gonna say fourth. I think they finish fourth in the South. Oh. Who's fifth? Who's who's fifth? Who are you predicting, Cliff? Sharks. (laughs) Huge call. Fuck! I was actually gonna say the Lions, but I couldn't bring myself to name the Lions first though. Um, <laughs> yeah, but I think the Bulls will finish fourth. In terms of who finishes third and fifth, fuck, I have no idea. <laughs> so it's like, the, 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 there's not much separating the other teams. Can you say it'll be a three way tie for fourth? <laughs> yeah, that, that's a bit of a cop out. But no, fine, fine. I'm going to say the line. Uh, Sharks third. Um, I, I feel like not having the Dupree, the Dupree brothers will make them better. I know you'll talk about that. And Bulls fourth, Lions fifth. I just really won't. No, no, no. Yeah, I'm just really worried about how young that Lions team is. I know they brought in a few guys, but they're young. Fucking young, so yeah. So yeah, that, that's the yeah. Uh, preview for the Bulls. That's why Yannick Duplessis is there, to average out the age. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, what a change. Well, I mean, it's Yannick and Yeah. Um, and, okay. and Albert. Albert isn't a spring chicken either. No, <laughs> and Willem Alberts, if he plays, is some pretty yeah, if he pass, if he passes, I saw last I saw he needs to pass his fitness test though. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't need to chat too much about the lines. Uh, I've got some youngsters there, so we'll see. All right, who uh, who wants to go next? The next preview. Um, since you nominated me up front, I'll take the, the heat on this one. All uh, right, sweet. Yeah, I, I gave you. I mentioned the sharks, so that teed you up nicely. <laughs> it's All a right. bad segue there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Off you go. So, I mean, similar to the Bulls, the Sharks have had quite a decimation of their forward front, uh, forward pack, sorry, um, up front, with pretty much all of their starting players from last year leaving, which is obviously not ideal. Um, but yeah, it's interesting because that kind of gets uh, tempered against probably one of the better backlines in the conference um, relative to, to the other teams. Um, and they've had yeah, very little movement in the back line. So up front, uh, Loosehead, we've lost Beast, obviously. He's gone uh, the San Diego Beach, I think. Um, no, 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 no. Old Glory DC. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> OG DC. OGs. <laughs> OG. OG, brand new team. OG. <laughs> <Don't know. laughs> uh, or, or as I've heard in, uh, someone else call them, the Glory Holes. <laughs> But yeah, so they've uh, the Sharks have lost Beast, but they have brought in Oxen Chef from the Cheetahs, so he should be the starting Lucid there. Yeah. I mean, there's obviously a very a similar but different player. Very different. Very opposite ends of the. Delete uh, this comment. Delete that comment. Yeah. Out. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Joan Schoolman's going to be starting at Lucid for the Sharks. There you go. Um, and they have not sure who their replacement will be for him. Um, so yeah, so they they kind of. They they have um, as quite they pub- as very well publicised last year went on a very big signing spree so they've managed to bring in enough uh, support for most of the guys they've lost but 
very much on different ends of the experience scale. So at Hooker, they've lost Aka Van Merva, but they've got Karen Buren, um, who was around last year. And to be honest, played most of the season anyway after Aka decided that um, he was the only person that wasn't friends with Scott Brits in the world. Um, so they've got a little bit of stability there, but definitely a gap to bring in someone like a Joseph Dweber if they look to sign him. Um, at tight end, similar thing. You had the experience Queenie Earth days and leaving, joining everyone else at Sale Sharks. But again, they've got Thomas Dutoy there. So if he does decide to play tight end for another year, he's got the, probably the jersey sewn up. Um, and they have brought Michael Kumbara from the Stormers uh, to provide backup. So, you know, there is some experience around the front row, but not super, um, like, frontline players. There's a lot of guys that have been benching for a couple of seasons. So it'll be interesting to see how they do. Um, similar, similar story at the Locks. Um, not that the Sharks were flush with amazing locks, but guys like Gideon Kuchlenberg and Ron Boerter had kind of those jerseys nailed down for a while. Um, but now you can have the likes of Hiron Andrews as suddenly the most experienced guy. They've brought in Ruben van Heerden from the Bulls after last year's Super Rugby. He seems like a decent prospect. They've brought in um, a guy whose name I'm still not 100% sure how to pronounce. is Jordan Sesson-Klee uh, from the Martys. Um you know, they've got a couple of players floating around there. They've got, uh, obviously, JJ Fnamesh and Emil van Heerden from the under-20s last year. So they've got some talent around, but again, it's, it's a lack of experience at a high level. That, that might be the issue. Um, their loose forwards is going to be very interesting, having lost Jean-Luc Dupre, Dan Dupre, Jacques Vermeulen, and Philip van der Valt. So, you know, Jeez. far and away, their top four loose forwards from last year. <laughs> oh, um, and and, and, yeah. and Vian Fosli. Yeah. And Vian Fosli. Yeah, so, yeah, like, guys have all kind of... Um, centered around more of a power game than they were about uh, speed and distribution. And if you look at the guys that they're replacing them with, is you've got Pepsi Butelezi, Tikmuzi Notchep, Luke Stringer, um, and then you've got the Henko and James Fenter that they've brought in. You've got Tyler Paul, um, who will be providing some cover, either between lock and loose forward at some stage in the season. So it's a very different group of players at loose forward. So it's definitely going to play into a very, very different type of game plan for the Sharks, um, which as um, Adam was suggesting, could probably play into their hands a little bit. They're not going to be able to rely on just forward dominance as much as they could last year and just kind of, you know, playing 10 forward phases and expecting them to break tackles. Uh, um, hopefully that plays it setting up their backline a little bit more to attack because their backline is, you know, on paper quite exciting. So What's your prediction for how... starting? Yeah. Who do you think is going to start? The backline. Oh, no, for, the, for the loose forwards. I think, I think Notche should start at eight, just yeah. given he's by far the most experienced of those guys. What about, uh, um, you're forgetting, you're forgetting Terra's still on the books. This could yeah. be, this could be the year I'm correct in saying Terra's the starting. I feel like he's shot. missed, he's missed his window now, huh? But uh, you're yeah, right. I've, uh, I've never been the biggest uh, Terra fan, to be fair. And I think uh, there's uh, definitely uh, a lot more problems than the other Oaks. So I think, I think Notche has the inside line at eight, probably Henko Fenter at seven, maybe, and then probably Pepsi Butelezi at six. I don't know. Yeah. Um, That's a super light. Interesting. Loose loose, yeah. it's very light, very very light loose loose trio. Um, it'll be interesting to see how they play it out. I mean, I don't want them to bring in a Tyler Paul to bulk. I was going to say, like, is Tyler Paul their only option for bulk? I mean, because Henko Fenter is your big so, guy. He's he's more of a loose runner as an eight man, right? He's not even a hundred kilograms. <laughs> Yeah, so it's it's going to be a, a very different Sharks pack this year relative to last year. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. Um, I think there will be quite a lot of rotation in the loose forward until they kind of figure out their nice balance. 
Um, you know, you've got guys like Dylan Richardson as well floating around. I don't know if he'll settle at hooker or, or at loose forward. Um, but yeah, so it'll be interesting to see how it goes. Um, definitely will be a very new chapter for the Sharks. Um, if we look at the back line, it's a much more stable picture. At scrum off, you've got Cameron Wright, who's been understudy for Louis Schroeder for quite a few years. Schroeder obviously having left. Um, and then you've got uh, Sanelia Nahamba and Jaden Hendricks, uh, also both from the 20s last year, to deputise. Um, Nahamba played a lot of the Curry Cup last year and even usurped uh, right for the starting jersey by the end of it. He's a very, very exciting prospect. I wonder what, I'm not sure what they're going to do with Hendricks, because I think he's still got another year of under 20s under the belt. So he might be playing junior rugby, looking to go to the Junior World Cup again, um, which might be why they've been favouring Nahamba at the senior level, just because he's got that extra year of age on him. Um, but yeah, a relatively settled combination there. At 10, you've got Kerwin Bosch, who's said he's focusing on 10 for the year. And you've got, and Sean Edwards, the new coach, has backed him to play 10. They said that even if they get injuries out wide, uh, Bosch is going to be their first line 10. Uh, Robert Dupree has left as well. Um, <laughs> also, to sell sharks. So, also to sell sharks. Um, so you've got a young Marty's fly of Jordan Chait to back up to, to Bosch. Um, from what I've what heard, is, he's quite excited. What's his neck like? <laughs> I think he's got anything on Camille. Um, is it a chat like? <laughs> oh, I think we'll have to we'll have to organise a neck off at some stage just to see. The real the real combined sort of metrics. <laughs> yeah, and then at centre um, they've lost Andre Estazen, but they've got you know quite. Experienced replacements in Jeremy Ward and Marius Lowe to fill in at 12. Um, you've got Lucania Am sitting at 13. He's got that jersey completely locked down. Similar for the wings. You've got Mapimpian and Corsi um, who are going to own those 11 and 14 jerseys. They have lost um, Kubis van Veik and Leland Zas. Um, and they have brought in, I've lost his name now, Marosh um, Pambwe from the Lions. So I think between the three of them, there's enough space and game time for the three of those guys to play well um, and then at fullback I think uh, Apaleli Fassi will have the jersey also fairly locked down I'm hoping to see a lot of development in this game this year he's you know got a lot of natural talent but quite publicly yeah. admitted um, from coach and that, you know there's still a lot of development to do um, so I think this year hopefully he can really nail down some of the softer skills um, because he's definitely got the running running game nailed so it'll be interesting to see how he goes but having lost players like Reno Smith it was quite a useful um, utility package, especially towards the end of last season. Um, and another guy that they've definitely invested a lot of, but never really got much game time, is Courtney Winner. Those guys have also headed out. So, you know, there has been a lot of departures, but I think there's quite a nice mix of talent as well as experience, at least off the bench, um, amongst their players. So it'll be interesting to see how they go. Um, I think for the first season in, in a while, the Sharks aren't going into the season with the same type of expectations as previously. Um, you know, I think most seasons they go in and people say, oh, they've got on paper one of the best squads, which is fair, but it just never delivers on the field. So I think maybe now going in with a much younger squad, we can kind of temper our expectations a fair bit and hopefully that you know allows the team to grow a little bit. I'm not sure. Um, <laughs> what about, but in terms of... Sorry? Is Fanner Coxmas in the Sharks not too, hey? Yeah, but I think he's only going to join towards the end After of the, the season. Olympics. Oh. I'm assuming like Olympics. Or yeah, August or something. Uh, yeah, speaking so on, on that, cup, uh, so, so apparently, obviously the squads haven't been properly announced, so we don't know for sure, but I heard that uh, 
Andre Esterhaz and then Louis Schroeder will actually be in the squad, so that will be quite a big boost oh, to really? their backline. Oh, really? Yeah. That's so he's he's not in the Japanese his Japanese squad because they started this week. So rumor has oh, it that, that he will be in the squad. Hectic. That will help. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, that's kind of a, almost a full Springbok backline, which is quite exciting. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I, I suppose Esterhazen was the the third leg of the smash and bash tactics they used for the last couple of years. So. Losing him potentially would force them to you know, change their game time plan a little bit, but maybe maybe this will force Esterhazen to develop his game as well and bring back some of his Japanese skills. So yeah, you know, he's such a weird player. Well. We've seen him have, we've seen him do it, right? He can do it, but he's also just so big that that's his like default. I think again, maybe it was just a game plan coach thing. Is that yeah? I think you know, he got coached Esterhazen in your team. You've got three runners that will break two tackles every single time they get the ball. So if you just rotate those three, you're going to make meters, you know. Um, So maybe this will force them to move away from that element of his game. I'm not sure. Um, But yeah, so we'll see. We'll see how where that goes. Um, But it is yeah. I mean, there's a lot of super rugby caps between Lou Schroeder and Estes, so it'll be nice to have those guys around. Um, In terms of key forwards, it's a tricky one given none of them are massively established, experienced players. I'm probably going to give it to Notche just because um, he's kind of the only springbok around in that team. Um, and he's really got to deliver the season as the experienced head and just for his own game. Like, you know, he's made the big move from province. And so he, if he can stand up and, and deliver, the Sharks should be in a better place. Um, but I think kind of every every one of the forward pack really has a point to prove and kind of has an opportunity to, to develop themselves and nail down the jersey. Um in the backs, I think the obvious one is going to be Bosch. Again, lots of pressure on him to, to deliver. He's had so much promise for so long. So I really think that this is the season he needs to kind of stamp his mark. Otherwise, he will really risk just being you know, lost to Springbok rugby in the sense that if he doesn't get consistent Springbok game time this year, he's probably not going to pick it up again um, with the Lions tour next year um, and then the World Cup two years out from there. I think it's probably this is his last chance to really entrench himself in that system. Um but yeah, there's, I mean, there's, there's definitely scope for, for Am and Corsi to, to nail down their jerseys as well um, and to live this good season. But I think Bosch is probably going to be the key one there. Um, yeah, and in terms of conference prediction, as Adam was allus- alluding to, I think there's a bit, there's kind of two blocks. I think there's Stormers and Jags for the top two spots and then there's Lions, Sharks, Bulls for the bottom three spots. In order to be able to separate those, I don't think there's going to be too much in it. Um, I don't think the Sharks will come last but I don't know if I'm going to comfortably say they'll come third either. Uh, <laughs> but if I had if I had to peg my, my name to it, I'd say probably fourth. I think the Bulls maybe just have a little bit more consistency and experience to maybe sneak into third. Um, but, yeah, it's going to be quite close, I think, between those three teams. Yeah, I just I foresee a situation where they're <laughs> just beating each other, you know. There'll be just a few points separating all of them. So it's pretty yeah, that's, that's kind of my feeling. Yeah. Can't wait for Stormers to disappoint everyone again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they come forward or something like that. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, nice it's not Sharks for a change. No, but there's no fleck this season, guys. There's no fleck this season. Yeah, I mean, look, they're it's going to the real coach first time in 10 years, so yeah, yeah, I mean, it's got to count for something. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Okay, well thanks, <sighs> thanks Ant. Um, yeah, Phil, why don't you tell us about the Highlanders? Cool. 
Let's go into the Highlanders. Um, yeah, a, a similar go, story to. Yeah, fuck yeah. <laughs> I expect this review, this breakdown of the Highlanders to be clinical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll try. I'll try. Um, <laughs> I'm listening to John. Some... I'm gonna give a hints for what, what Phil says. Well, well, now I need to like leave stuff out. No, purposely. don't, don't, no, I'm don't. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just kidding. Um, so in a similar vein to the previous two teams that we've just gone through, the Highlanders probably are the worst hit of all the New Zealand teams in terms of losing key players. They've almost lost a full like starting lineup. They've lost two props in Tyrell Lomax and Sefa Anga Asi. Um, also, their starting locks, Franklin and Himipo from last season, have gone, and Luke Whitelock, Elliot Dixon, and Liam Squire. So that's a whole lose trio. Jesus, okay. Then Marty, Marty Banks was like the reserve 10, so... He's not too bad of a loss, but they also lost Matt Faddis and Richard Buckman. And then Waisaki Noholo, Ben Smith, and Tavita Lee in the outside backs means that's they're, they're reeling quite a bit from last season. Um, however, they, as usual in New Zealand, they've brought in a lot of talented youngsters. So we'll go through the, what, the expected starting 15, which is quite hard when you've lost so many players. You don't have like a clear consistency from the previous season. But I think up front, it should be pretty straightforward. Um, they have Dan Leonard-Brown as Lucid, Liam Coltman as their hooker who's been there for a while, but he will probably be rested at the beginning of the season as he was with the All Blacks in Japan. Um, so behind him, they've already had a, a bad injury, so their third-choice hooker, probably Ricky Jackson, is out for the season. So they've had to bring in Nathan Villa, who played for the Sunwolves last year. But... Um, they also have Ash Dixon, who's very experienced, who will be playing while Coltman is still resting. And then you have Tokalahi as their tight head, starting probably. In the second row, with both of their starters from last season out, this year we'll probably see more of Perry Perry Parkinson. He had his moments last year, so he's still young and he's got quite a lot of potential, so I'm sure we'll see more of him, together with probably Josh Dixon. And then... In the back row, they've announced their captain. So James Lynchies probably has the the uh, outside, uh, what is right. <laughs> open side, op- open side flank nailed down. And then I think Shannon Frizzell really needs to like play all of the games because the Highlanders do this weird thing where they prefer to bring him off the bench despite him being an All Black. So I'd like to see him start more often than not this season at six, and then eight. With Luke Whitelock going, they've sort of got quite a big gap, but I think that they're going to back one of the youngsters that they've brought in, um, Tiariki Ben Nicholas. So he played for Wellington in the Mitre 10 Cup. See, that's how you pronounce it, Adam. Mitre 10. Um, <laughs> and he played for Wellington, and he's not too young. He's already in his sort of mid-20s, but he's, uh, yeah, he's been spoken about as quite a, quite a, High prospect for a while, so I think we'll see him start at number eight. Otherwise, we might see Marino Michaeli Tuu, who has been in their squad before, so he has a bit more um, experience in the setup. At Scrum Off, they still have Aaron Smith for at least another season. Um, he'll also be rested at the start of the season, but they have understudies in Kane Hamilton and Falal Fakatava, who are both pretty useful in their own. In their own way. And then at fly half, we, Josh Iwane was probably one of their biggest highlights from last season. So he should keep his spot, even though they've brought in Mitchell Hunt and they still have Bryn Gatlin to fall back on. 
So Mitchell Hunt is quite a big buy. Um, I think that between him and Iwane, we could see some rotation, but also shifting to 15 potentially, one of the two. I think they're both sort of capable of playing from the back just as much as at fly-off, so that should be quite interesting. Um, at centers, we've still got the the tried and trusted Rob Thompson and Ty Walden partnership, along with guys like Sia Tomkinson, Thomas Umaga Jensen, and Scott Gregory is the new name thrown in there. So centers is the one position where they actually have some consistency from last year. And then in the back three, it's really a bit of an unknown at this stage, but they have brought in Michael Collins from the Blues, who's a bit uninspiring, but at least a bit more experienced. Um, and they also have Chris Kuradrani, who has Super Rugby experience with the Reds. He was playing I assume some, some scandalous trade's going to happen between you and Adam over him at some point. <laughs> no, I've, I've uh, cut off all ties with Adam. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's gone too far, so... I'm just kidding, we'll see. Um, they, they, they still have Tavita Nabura, who got that red card last year, which sort of finished his season when he kicked someone in the face, and Josh Mackay. So I expect in the back three we'll see a combination of Josh Mackay, Tavita Nabura, and either Michael Collins or one of the flyers that I mentioned before. Um, I think the, the key forward... I would look at Shannon Frizzell this season. I think as the sort of one of only three All Blacks in their squad, he really needs to step up and make his presence known. I feel like he has done that on occasion for the Highlanders, but he doesn't do it with the consistency, especially that the All Black selectors would like to see. So if he can do that, then he can really sort of put his hand up and nail down that six spot for the All Blacks as well. And then key back, I think, again, has to be Josh Iwana. He, uh, he, he made the All Black squads, and he's very capable, and he had a really good season last year, so if he develops his game a bit more, he'll be one to watch. Um, possibly a good draft pick. Who knows? Yeah, and then predicted finish. It's going to be tough for the Highlanders. I think that I always have a soft spot for them. I can't see them getting past the Crusaders or the Chiefs. However, Blues are the Blues, and they will probably have a... Another season of disarray, if not some improvement. And the Hurricanes, despite losing Burden Barrett, are looking fairly strong. But I, I have a feeling that the Highlanders will finish, let me say, fourth. Just ahead of the Blues, just behind the Hurricanes. I think there's also... Um, I'm really my sheet here. Uh, there's also a guy, where is he? <laughs> Zane, uh, Zane Capelli. From Tonga. Zane Capelli. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He, he is. He might, yeah, but he might also be have a shot at starting for the Highlanders too. So I'm very interested sure. to know where, what are their preseason fixtures? Preseason fixtures. They're playing one of the Aussie sides. Like that's yeah, I think they're playing the Waratahs as uh, yes. is next week. So that yeah. should also give us an indication. Yeah, Zane Capelli is a Tongan international. So he's again one of the very few internationals that they have. I think he's more of a a six, so maybe with Frizzell also at the beginning of the season being rested, yeah. he might get an opportunity to start. So, yeah, he, he'll be an interesting one to watch. They also have Jesse Peretti, who yeah, played for the Chiefs see. last year. Yeah. So he, he made quite a big impact off the bench for the Chiefs, so maybe... Oh, he's quite a handy player. Yeah, he, he's quite big, but he's also very mobile, so we'll see what, if he can... can double up the clock, which is useful. Yeah, Exactly. 
So I think once we see a lineup for their preseason matches, we should get a better indication. But um, I think the other guy to watch who uh, he hasn't quite pushed on in Super Rugby is Josh Mackay, because in yeah. at minor 10 cup level, he's really, really good. Uh, but especially with Ben Smith gone now, if they trust him with the 15 shirt, he could uh, push on and be pretty good. He plays for Canterbury which makes things easier for him, I guess, in my 10 cups. So he's surrounded by other uh, really good, especially backline players. But hopefully he can bring that through this year. Mm. Uh, right. Yeah, thank you uh, very much. Um, cool. In terms of preseason fixtures, actually, so I managed to get a list. Um, just as, so on Friday, it's coming Friday. Uh, Sharks Russia, and there's Lions Bulls. It's at Loftus. When superheroes had oh the following week okay uh, then Jaguars they play Georgia next Friday in Buenos Aires yeah then it's the Chiefs versus the Blues uh, Reds versus Rebels so then we're gonna start getting some data to see who's ready who's looking good then on Saturday it's Hurricane Sanders and as Phil said uh, where's the Highlanders oh they're playing the Tars as you said this is on Friday then Sunday oh Sunday is Superhero Sunday so that's next Sunday uh, Thursday the 23rd Rebels Brumbies and then the 24th on the Friday it's Blues Hurricanes Jags Georgia again Crusaders Highlanders Rebels Reds Waratahs Sunwolves playing the Barbarians that's interesting on the 25th on Saturday yeah I think it's what, yeah what Barbarians is that I don't know <laughs> maybe it's just like the Atlantic Barbarians or something yeah maybe it's a yeah. League Barbarian side or something like that so I'm not too sure uh, okay, uh, Matt, can you please tell us about the Aguirre's actually? Okay, um, as you'll know, they are a team, and they're from Argentina. Oh, is it? Okay. What? Mind blown. Yeah, they're, they're playing in the South African conference. Okay, so inside done. Um, yeah, actually, funny enough, one of the sides, they haven't been ravaged by losses, but they are missing... A fair few big names. So up front they lost Garcia Bota, and then Lavanini's also now gone. Regizamon's gone. I think the the loss that's going to hurt them the most though is Matera's now gone. He's off to start of France. And yeah, in forwards I'd say Landajos is their one spare scrum off has run off to England. Escurza didn't really play and he got bumped down. I'm just checking to make sure. And yeah, in the back line, they haven't really lost anyone important. Yeah. So, and I guess I'm going to run through a squad and we'll see where, if there's anyone new that they're going to add that might be interesting. But I think the squad's going to be largely the same as last year's squad. Um, so yeah, we've got Vivas obviously at one, and then I'm going to break character and say Montoya's most probably going to be the starting two this season, yeah. not Creevy. <laughs> so I'll just take everyone a moment to just think about that. Congrats. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, so it was difficult for me to say, but yeah, it's yeah. got to be Gotta said. Pay our, pay our respects. Yeah. Everyone pour one out for Creevy. I've only got Roybos. So. Got some coffee. Yeah. yeah. And then, yeah, uh, Madrano is going to be the. I think he's pretty much got the number three jersey on lock as it stands. And then, yeah, locks with Lavanini gone. It's a little interesting, but I think 
We are going to see... Who's there? Yes, it's a hangover. Mm, it's slowing you down, bro. Jesus. It is. It really is. It's not a hangover. It's just... Now it's just... No, I feel physically fine. I'm just slow. My brain just uh, can't process anything. Yeah, hangover's like <laughs> You hit the point in your life where hangover's are two days. Yeah, it sucks. Alamano and Lozano are going to be... I would call them the two shots for... Lux, Lucy. What about Petty? Oh, Petty's man. Fuck, I'm drunk. Sorry. I can't see. I'm, <laughs> I'm looking. I'm literally looking at the wrong cell. Mm. I'm looking at the transfer. Yeah. I'm looking at the wrong cell. I think uh, Lozano might be a flank. Yeah. Lozano, yeah. I'm looking at the flank cell. He'll start at a flank. Yeah, sorry. Petty and Alamana. Lozano, Desio, almost probably going to be the two Lucy's. I want to see Kramer at eight. But I don't know. And then I saw it did, but Kramer plays well at eight. No, he's more of a I think I've never seen it. That's awesome. He's more of a huh? blindside lock. Isn't Kramer more of a Is six? he blindside? I think we'll, we may even say him, see him play a, more, a bit more at lock this year. but Not because they've, yeah. But I did see somewhere that apparently there's a kid called... What is his name? I was trying to find him. Pedamonte. Ah. No, not Peramonte. This Lozano kid. Is it? No, not Lozano. <laughs> no, Peramonte. Yes, Peramonte. No, I'm just looking for the piece of paper. Peramonte. Yeah, he's apparently a dark horse for the eight jersey. He's a really big up-and-coming prospect. Yeah, he's been playing yeah. under twenties for a few years and talked about yeah. as a future world star. So. Yes, so he's, yeah, I saw someone say he could be the next ISA for Argentina. Oh, wow, that's a big call. That's a huge yeah. fucking call, so that's why I'm saying, like, mm, pinch yeah, of salt. And he, and he comes from, like, the same place, the same town, the same club and all of that, so. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> okay, so with the entire planet on his shoulders, good luck to him. <laughs> <laughs> Like that much expectation no human being should have on their back. I'm sorry. Traffic. Go for it. Uh, he's gonna he's gonna pull a Valentini and just like blow a knee out in preseason or something. <laughs> after after Alex drafts him. Uh. <laughs> uh, nine, I would argue. Bertrand News must probably got the nine jersey to start with, and then Bonilla at ten. Let's see centers. Benicia, sorry. Uh, Santos, no, I appreciate it. Santos, is this this guy's name Chocolate Bars? (laughs) Choco Barres, sorry. I mean, I almost want to start him, but just because he's got the best name out of all of them. You can definitely use him in your uh, team name. Yeah, Choco Barres. But yeah, uh, no, the centers will be, I'm assuming, Del Fuente and Orlando for stability and just sort of age and then they'll swap around maybe. Yeah, but I think De La Fuente has pretty much got that 12 on lock and Orlando is most probably the one with a little bit of wiggle room. And then the outside centers, I don't see them changing from Del Gui. Uh, Buffelli and what's his face? Not Tuklet, Tuklet shit, um, Belgi, Buffelli and Moroni. Mm. So 11, 15, 14, like that, sorry. Buffelli at 15, Moroni 14, 
yeah, and Delgi 11. But yeah, they've got, yeah, I think that's about it. So yeah, like they've not made huge signings. They've apparently got the next ISA, and that's, and yeah, that a lot of it I see their signings are all guys that have been pulled up from the Jaguars 15. So guys who played well in the Carry Cup. Oh yeah. <laughs> there were names. I mentioned like fifteen like, names. I could I could hear you breathing like super heavily, like <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm stretching my back. Um so, so yeah. Dying. No, I'm fine. I'm just stretching out my back. Uh keep Well some keep keep forward was gonna be whoever picks up Matera's mantle that Matera left there for them. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Arthur. He's pretty Yeah, most, most probably the one who's going to pick it up. But yeah, whoever is the one who actually steps up and fills that role, Lazana, maybe this better Monte kid. But fuck, for him to do it in the first season. And then, yeah, Keybacks, De La Fuente. I'm going to put it on him or Bonilla just to get the ball out to those fucking dangerous wings <laughs> and fullback that can score a try from anywhere. I hope we see more of, what's his name, uh, Miotti, the other fly-off, because Bonija, he's such a, I don't know, average fly-off. Yeah. He's just one of those sort of boring functional yeah, flyers. He doesn't Miotti's really add a lot more exciting. Did, did he's, he's, he's young and raw. Phil, did you listen yeah. to, ooh, I'm just stretching now, did you listen to um, Ralph Rugby that had Paul Tate on, on their part? Uh, I have listened to parts of it. Yo, he, he, has, yeah. he has Miotti at 10, actually. Oh, okay. So. okay. Well, that's good. He believes Bonilla will Bonisha, so I really his fucking name. I always get it wrong. Um, he'll probably start, but he reckons Miotti long term um, is the back. Okay. back. So, and he's got Krima at five, which is interesting. I still think we'll probably see Krima. We'll see Krima maybe when they bring on some replacements, shift into the Lucy's. But yeah. Mm. Oh yeah, and Matt, so the the potential finish. Ah, uh, top of the top of the top of the conference easily. easily. Just because. Yeah, well, look, if you look at, they, they haven't been ravaged, like, any of the, so they're going with, it's like, they're the most consistent side going from this season to the next, from last season to this season, so. I think they've, they've found their stride. I think they're going to do, they're going to look quite comfortable at the top of the SA conference. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, they are an international side, remember. <laughs> Calm down the Australian media. Calm down the Australian media. <laughs> it's not fair. It's not fair. Why are they in the tournament? Come oh, on. That's so good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, cool. No, thanks. Thanks, Maria. Um, All right, let me do the... Um, so I'm just making a note here. How did you what, what, not have his name down already? What, what about him, yeah? Uh, no, did uh, you not see him score those tries last year? No, did you not see him score like every try for the Jaguars and then like uh, also yeah. score some of some of Buffelli's? They really do have some good outside backs though because they also have, what's his name? Santiago Carreras, yeah. who was pretty oh, good last year. Carreras and look, the Chancellor is also not shit either. Yeah. Like they do have maybe that's what I mean. No, Carreras yeah, is also there. Okay. <laughs> and yeah, hopefully we've seen the last of Tuchelet, like you said. He's past his sell-by. 
Oh god, you watch him start. He's gonna fucking start. Oh god. Sukula <laughs> is pretty shit. But he used to be pretty good. That's a sad thing. Yeah, he was heat. He just went downhill, so I'm not quite sure what's actually happened to him. Anyway. Alright, let me, uh, then I'll, I'll round things off. I will do the Crusaders. So. Right, so look, they've had a lot of turnover, particularly amongst the Lucies. So, starting off at uh, Loosehead. Uh, are, you, are you impressed, Matt, that I'm actually getting the distinction right between Loosehead and Tighthead right? Tighthead right. I'm going to wait until you say the name. Um, <laughs> no, but Joe Moody at Loosehead. Um, he'll be the starting Loosehead. The dirt, probably the dirtiest player in Super Rugby, uh, I'd argue. Uh, he's very dirty. And also, I'd, I also had to make a note that Blindside is six. <laughs> to make a note of my sheets, I always get that wrong. In a two, uh, Cody Taylor, uh, he'll start off at two. But um, I think you'll probably have Makaleko coming off off the bench. Um, Makaleo, Makaleo, come on. Makaleo, man. Yeah. Um, I'll just add random Kazem. I think Ben Fennell, I feel like he might have left, though. Ben, sorry, I don't know why I didn't have this down. It was actually very good. Ben Fennell, Crusaders. Uh, no, I think, yeah, Ben Fennell, too. Uh, he might be back. I feel like he might have left. Anyway, uh, they've got some depth. This Taylor will probably come back week at minimum. He'll be probably starting week three playing at least 60 minutes straight up. Uh, at three, uh, with Franks departing into the sunset, Michael Alatoa, he'll probably take the jersey on full-time. At four, uh, you'll have the captain, Scott Barrett, um, and I'll just say Barrett, he'll be the key forward, actually, the most experienced, and he is a pretty decent player when he doesn't do dumb things. So, yeah. At five, um, you're probably going to have Quinton Strange. He, he's kind of been bubbling under for a while with Sam Whitelock heading to Japan. So, on sabbatical, whatever you want to call it. He's there. And he'll be pushed by Mitchell Dunshaw, who showed flashes of speed last year. Now, as in, they lose forwards uh, because they lost, amongst others, Ryan Crotty, Bateman, well, Dag retired. He was already finished. Franks. As you know, I have Ben Fennell's gone. Uh, he's actually out. So, um... Did you just say Dag retired while talking about these forwards? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> also, what's about last year? These are these are all the no. players. These are all the players. No, no he's officially. I feel like uh, I feel Fennell's like Dag gone. hasn't played so in like three years. Makalea is definitely going to be the reserve too. Hunt, as you've already said, he's gone to the Highlanders. Not much of a loss. Tim Perry also in the props gone. Um, Puni Van Gani gone. The big ones: Kieran Reid, John Tawifua, and Matt Todd. Uh, I was a big Matt Todd fan. Probably he was Australian, he would have like been a lot better than a white lock. So um, all change at six and seven. Uh, six will be Tom Saunders, uh, most likely, uh, since he's kind of been there. And then at seven, Billy Harmon. There's no kind of be bubbly under, but there's a new young gun, Tom Christie, apparently, who's quite highly rated. He's one guy to keep an eye on. And then eight, uh, where to Douglas? Um, fair two. Yeah. Fair two. Fair two. Uh, fair two, Douglas. Uh, I'm a big, big fan of his. And now there's no read to get in my way. So he'll also be hot property in the draft. He's just got a hell of an engine on him. So, um, very, um, yeah, they've lost a lot of star power, particularly Todd Tafu at 6 and 7. So that, that'll be very interesting to watch. Uh, strange and uh, harmless developments. I think Ethan Blackadder, he's there too, but he's carrying an injury, I think. So I don't know. I think he's out for almost yeah, the whole season, if yeah, I remember. I think so, yeah. So even, it's just a pity. He would have been pushing. Draft back. He's a black guy, yeah, standard. He's all yours. Yeah. Um, got him. 
Got it. Venom 9, you'll probably have Brent Hall, uh, him and Mitchell Drummond rotating uh, once more. Uh, then 10, Richie Mwanga, but again, he'll start a little bit slow. I don't actually have the reserve 10, I'll hunt out the way. Um, Brett Brett Cameron, too. Brett Cameron. Yeah, there has uh, to be yeah, Brett right. Cameron. Thank you, Brett Cameron. One, one test all black, Brett Cameron. Then at... Now, this is... I, I actually debated this with Alex. Who would be the 12 and 13? My suspicion is Jack Goodhue. Uh, hopefully, he's losing that awful mallet. He'll be shifting to 12. Because every now and then last season, when Crossy was off the field, he shifted to 12 and Enor came in at 13. They'll definitely start. Uh, do you do you agree? Goodhue 12, Enor 13. Uh, uh, yeah, I would say it's like 65% chance yeah. likely to happen. Yeah, yeah. Nathan yeah, well, Bond I mean, as well didn't really have a 12. I mean, yeah, I don't like know who else there. I'm just looking now. Yeah, uh, we have to see who the other listed centers are. So, it is... so, yeah, I would say the only other op- like like part likely option would be having Havili at twelve because he's also played a bit at twelve. But yeah. it's much of a muchness. You're putting someone at twelve who I think going from thirteen to twelve is probably better than fifteen to twelve. So yeah, and, um, Pro- probably good here. Um, I just, sorry, I just gotta think. You probably end up seeing him rotate a little bit anyway. Mm. Um, they have so many out, good outside backs that they're going to have to rotate, surely. Yeah, they have, they have a shit ton, actually. Uh, hold on, Inari. Oh, Inari, I think it's a scrum half, actually. He's also apparently quite exciting. Um, Inari. Ira Inari is a. Yeah, he's tiny, he's definitely a scrum half. Yeah, we need, we need to probably check it out. But yeah, I, I know Javier, ideally, Bonkler would like to see himself in the center. Um, really? Yeah, I saw some story. Did he you is, speak to him? He is interested in being a centre, but I do feel he's a much... I'm also interested in being a centre. <laughs> <I think> everybody, <laughs> Sorry, Kara. Everybody Cara. is. Uh, no. Crusader centre especially. You just get the ball from Malanga, give it to Reese on the outside. Easy life. <laughs> yeah, you just have to master passing in one direction. Uh, there's also, there's also um, Fergus Burke... He'll be also floating around at 10. Uh, he'll be behind Brett Cameron. So he's just, he's he sounds like a real Burke, though. Yeah, well, he's, he'll, he'll, he'll be there. Um, I'm just seeing. <laughs> Anari's also, he'll be probably third halfback, but he's also quite highly rated. Um, Inga Fanal in there. Yeah, and also um, Inga Fanal, he's also amongst their centres. Uh, I know they call, <coughs> they call the first 5-8, the second 5-8 in New Zealand. I'm not quite sure if he's a 12 or a 13. So he, he's someone who might get a bit of game time uh, as well, just looking at their squad. Uh, you get Fatu- and then you get Fatui Pai... Oh, gosh, I'm so bad with names. Fatui Pai... What? I don't know. I don't even know who you're trying to say. I think he's trying to say... Wait, wait, wait. Phil, I think he's trying to say Fatui Pai. Thank you. Wow. That's it. You made it very difficult. <laughs> Sorry. Adam, it's it's nice. You just say all the vowel sounds one at a time. Pa e a. Pa e a. There you go. What have you done? Uh, right. um, <laughs> yeah, sorry. I'm oh, not Adam, so sorry. Dear so, yeah, New Zealand, I am so sorry. Oh, uh, <laughs> thank you. I think I got it wrong anyway. He is also an outside centre. So the proper centre coverage is really young. So it'll be interesting to watch. But so. and, and they're mostly outside centers too. It sounds like maybe yeah. Inga for now. I think maybe a twelve. Yeah, but, so, but, yeah. but they're going to be bloody new sort of work. So there's also a guy called. He's got a great name, Dallas McLeod. He's also a new back. He is, is it a great name? 
Jackson. Yeah. Sounds, sounds pretty good. He is a it's center not- as well. Dallas McLeod. So they've got essentially their three new players in their back line are all brand bloody new. Almost. And it's interesting they've got Sergio Reese, the star next to him, named in the squad for the first time, which I think is a bit rich. So, uh, yeah, uh, that'll be quite quite funny. Oh, because he was a short-term loan last year, wasn't he? He wasn't a, he wasn't a full yeah. contract yeah, last season. George Bowen, yeah. I know we mentioned the forwards already, he's not being properly named in the squad as well. Uh, so he'll be... Is he... Is he the reserve lucid when? Because yeah. Moody will obviously miss some games. Are you yeah, sure about he'll, that? He'll, he'll come through. Even Ruth is also. Is he a lucid? Uh, I'm actually not sure. I don't want to. I, <laughs> I feel like that's a trick question. I'm not actually sure. I I, I, I don't know. Sorry, I was just I was being oh, genuine. Yeah, you don't actually don't know. I'll let me answer that yeah. question for you. Uh, he is a lucid. Yeah, just spot on. Um, and then also uh, there's also Sioni Havili who he'll be competing for. Loosehead spot, but anyway, sorry, I'm getting distracted. So that's 12-13. Uh, then the back three. Wait, uh, <laughs> wait, Havili is definitely not a loosehead. I know him because he played for Tasman. Havili. Yeah, he's a uh, loose forward. Yeah, that's what I meant. That's what I said. That's what I meant. Oh, okay. Yeah, sorry, I'm, I'm getting way too distracted. It's taking way too long. Uh, back three, pretty much the names itself. Bridge eleven, um, the Prince of Wings. We'll see if Alex picks him up this year in draft. Severis, 14 most likely, and then David Avedia, 15. But yeah, as Phil said, they are so stacked at uh, outside back. You've got a guy like uh, Lester. I don't know. Um, <laughs> uh, I just do it. Just do it like Falau Fainga and then just add the Nuku. Nuku, not Naku. Nuku. Falau Fainga, Nuku. I don't know. Adam, this. There's a apostrophe there that means take a breath. So, Fayinga Anuku. Fayinga Anuku. Thank you. Yeah, he's... Perfect. Oh, Nailed yeah, it. He's, he's quite highly rated. Uh, Manasseh Mataeli, he's back. After, uh, I think he blew out his knee last year. That was most upsetting to me. And then even a guy like Will Jordan, <laughs> who... I remember I picked him as like my, my other major back. And then three games and bam, gone. Uh, and then Will Jordan as well, who would probably be starting if he was at, in, in most of other franchises. So it'll be interesting to see how they rotated. Um, so then, anyway, finish. They're going to finish second. And New Zealand Conference behind the Chiefs. Uh, that's my prediction. Key forward. I'm going to say, as I said, it's uh, Barrett. Also, with, I think, uh, uh, Fancy Douglas. And then they're back, I think, Richie Mwanga as well. So, uh, yeah. That's, uh, that is Do you think they might start Barrett, Barrett at six, potentially? No. Because that did not go very wow. well. I, th- I think I think okay. you know, he's he's in there at the locks because otherwise they're quite thin at lock. Um, I know you can see a guy like um, so I made a note here. Yeah, this is strange. But for not, someone to play at four, they don't have a lot there. Um, I, I was trying to think of Colin Grace. No, I think he's a loose. Ethan Root is a loosey. Um, and I see Tungia Fassi. I'm not quite sure what he is. Wish I'd done more research. I see. He's a prop of some sort. Yeah, you're right. So, no, I, I think Barrett's locked in at four. And also as the skipper. Um, he's key to the engine room. I think he showed at six last year, even Steve Hansen said that it was, a, it was a bad idea doing it. So, I think they'll stick it there. They've got, they got thousands of young guns, especially at these forwards, that'll come up. But back when I mostly But what say, does Steve Hansen know? Well, thank you, Jamie. It's beautiful hate. So, uh, yeah, Crusaders to finish second. Um, I think, I guess, quick mention of draft. It'll just be interesting to see how much game time a guy like Jordan gets. Uh, as well, along with their reserve centers, especially in the first couple of weeks when the All Blacks won't be starting, they'll be playing 20 minutes 
then 40, uh, then 60, then 80, if they even get that far. So, uh, yeah, that is that is our previews for today, and that, that's going to wrap up this episode, gentlemen. Um, thank you very much all for your time, also for helping me with the names. I'll never get it right. I know Efren, one of our listeners, uh, very much, he will be there to correct me, and I assure you I do appreciate it um, whenever I get spelling wrong. Like Sam is the, the cup with the 10 that begins with an M. I get it wrong every time. You can do it. Go for it. Mitra. Oh, fuck six. Don't get it. Is it, is it, is it, is it, is it you got the right eye for a change. Is it oh. my, wait, Mitra. Mitra. Just Mitra. Mitra. That's going to wrap it up this episode. Um, <laughs> after that shit show. Uh, Matt, thank you very much for joining us. I hope you can get your nap. Uh, five, it's like 5 o'clock. It's too late to nap now. It's going to push through the pain. Yeah. Uh, Phil, thank you very much uh, for joining us. Thanks for having me. Uh, yeah, appreciate it. And Ant, th- thanks very much for, for joining us. Yeah, well, thanks for having us. Always. Good morning. Yeah, um, yeah uh, it's expected that Alex and Ben will be back next week, but yeah, with Alex having a newborn, <laughs> his life seems a little bit upside down, understandably so. Uh, he was. He, he would have even sent a voice note, so he's still going to be back next week. Um, so yeah, and then next week I think we will be wrapping up uh, our last previews. We've got the Stormers, Chiefs, Waratahs, Sunwolves, and the Reds to do. Um, I have Matt listed here, and actually the Sunwolves, person doing the Sunwolves, Ben's going to do the Chiefs, Stormers is Alex, and I have the Waratahs and the Reds. Uh, so, yeah, good luck with the Sunwolves. Yeah, yeah <laughs> funny enough, I might have to be at a wedding <laughs> anyway. So. <laughs> How convenient. Yeah, we must have to do it. Uh, we'll make a plan. Jeez, yeah, they're still announcing, announcing oh, the team. Phil, Phil, it was in the worst way. We had them down for last week. <laughs> so, like, when they even had, when they had, like, half a squad. <laughs> to yeah. Do last. yeah. Um, so, yeah, that, that's going to wrap it up. Thank you very much for listening. Um, we can't wait for rugby to kick off along with drafts only a few weeks away as well. It's most exciting. Uh, yeah, have a, have a good weekend. We will see you next week.